0: Welcome to the Defend the Fort podcast, brought to you by the Fort A. State University Alumni Association.
1: Hey, Tiger fans, this is Katie Wagner, a sophomore at Fort Hays State and a member of your Lady Tiger basketball team. As a student who has received scholarship support, please know how blessed I feel to have the financial burden lifted while pursuing a degree in accounting and getting to play the sport that I love. Your support is changing the lives of students like myself. For those who have not made a gift to Fort Hayes State University this year, please support the fort by visiting foundation.fhsu.edu today. Go Tigers.
0: Thank you, James. We do have Fort Hay State Athletic Director Curtis Hammocky with us this morning. Always good to get an update with Curtis. We try to talk to him before the Fort Hay State sports season cranks up and always try to catch up with him afterwards. So, Curtis, good to have you with us here this morning. That's
1: good right. morning. Good morning, Gerard. Thanks for having me. Well,
0: good to have you aboard here. I guess yeah. uh, we'll just jump right into it. Probably the biggest news as of late. Uh, Jared uh-huh. Goodale, the head baseball coach, uh, announcing earlier this week his resignation. So you're uh, you're in a search for a new coach for baseball.
1: Yeah, we've started that. We've got the position open, and we're taking applications right now. We've been starting to actually review those now at this point in time. So. Um, hopefully in the near future we'll be able to start visiting with some of them and, and uh, keep moving in, a, in the right direction
0: obviously uh, and you're an old baseball guy I don't mean old but you're a former well, that's baseball, true too. Former baseball yeah. guy it's been yeah. it's been a bit of a rough go COVID obviously had an impact on that as it has on, in every sport but obviously that's a, a program you like to kind of see get turned back around and back to where it was once before when it was you know contending for uh, regional appearances quite frequently
1: yeah and I and I think first and foremost I'd like to say we sure wish uh, Jared the best and in, in, uh, his future endeavors and, and uh, moving forward for him. We, we really do wish the best for him, and um, I hope uh, that all plays out um, in, in a good fashion for him. But uh, moving forward, yeah, we just uh, it has been, um, there has been some time go by where we, we really need to try to get that program back on track, and uh, I don't think the uh, solution is rocket science. I think it's uh, energy and, uh, and passion and uh, and uh, work ethic, and I think we can get those things together and get some get some good recruiting done. And um, it's going to take a, a, a good personality to get those things done, and, and somebody's willing really willing to put in uh, the effort.
0: Well, and uh, I guess like the, and there, there's never. I mean. Obviously, the sooner the better, but I'm sure time frame-wise, it kind of just has to has to play the course a little bit.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, we have to – sometimes it just depends on the <laughs> candidates you're talking mm-hmm. to and what they're involved in at this point in time and whether it's in postseason or not and that type of deal. So that all plays a factor into that, and I, and I think uh, we're just looking forward to uh, uh, getting getting that and all moving in the right direction right now and, and, and uh, continuing the process. But uh, I, I still feel very good about the prospectus of uh, this program and, and uh, this being a good opportunity mm-hmm. for people. And uh, it's a very strong league, as we all know, in, in, in all sports. So um, it's not for the faint of heart. It's going to take a lot of work. But, uh, uh, you know, in the coaching world, uh, we call this work, but it's work So uh, you know, you, you love it. And, and if you love it, then it doesn't, it's not really work, but it, there is a lot of effort involved.
0: We'll certainly be keeping an eye on that and look for an announcement sometime later this summer. An exciting press conference last week uh, out at the indoor training facility, the uh, Schmidt Bickel Indoor. It's going to have a little bit different look. Uh, the the Schmidt Foundation and uh, the Bickels kind of, I guess, leading the charge for an expansion, football yeah. locker room, some, some much needed, uh, um, I guess. Uh, Size enhancements, just with the the football program, what Coach Brown has done, and the numbers involved, but that'll be a, a great addition. And I know you made a big emphasis. You're excited to keep. It's going to be able to stay the Schmidt bickel now. What now Athletic Complex? I think it'll be called. That's right.
1: That's right. And that was important to us. Uh, you know, I know when we first looked at this project we were looking in the south end zone as a freestanding facility and uh, the more drawings we did and uh, to make it more cost effective we started looking at it as an addition to the existing indoor training facility and uh, so in order to do that um, this looks we're still working with architects on making sure we want to do our due diligence and make sure that's the right location but i think financially it works better as an attachment than a freestanding in the end zone so that was important to maintain those naming rights and as I joked at our press conference, in order to do that, it was going to take a little cooperation out of those two. Uh, but on a serious note, um, you know, going back with Bob Schmidt and 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 Don and Chris Bickle and uh, well, Bob and Pat Schmidt, you know, and the Schmidt Foundation, and then and then Gary's awareness and the, and the board's awareness to Bob's love in this area uh, has been important in keeping that moving forward. So I think. It's exciting to be able to – you sure didn't want to have a different name on it, on that, especially as an attachment to the existing. So we're excited about that and very, very grateful about their willingness to to lead the charge.
0: Well, that will be a great addition when it's completed. The football coaches' offices will be there and, and – uh... Probably one of the the neater mm. things that will affect all the student athletes is, is the sports medicine. I don't know Nate yeah. Heppner smoked a little bit, and and Fort Hays State probably because of size constraint and where they're at, maybe behind the ball a little bit. But they're you're going to be state of the art with all the stuff when that goes in.
1: That's right, and that and that's why we want to use the word athletic complex because it is going to affect all of our athletes um, with the, with the training room, you know. And I think that's a big aspect of this. Underneath the east side undercarriage over there at Lewis Field, uh, it's very very congested. Um, you know, those of you announce the games, and those of you who are on the west side don't see that. But for our visiting crowd over there, you know, you get three thousand people over there, and there's there's six stalls for in the women's restroom. Uh, that's it. And so we've had women um, going back out to the porta potties and things like that. It's uh, a real need. Uh, is the restrooms and that's not something exciting to talk about but the current space that's being utilized now for athletic training will all turn into restrooms at some point in time which is sorely needed over there it's been addressed on the west side but not on the east side so that's the trickle-down effect of this over there and that's a big part of it but it's a small training room now, uh, and this will be much more serviceable. So we're, the main intent, you know, is to get a bigger locker room. We've got uh, a lot more kids in our program now, which is a good problem. But uh, coach, since Coach Brown's been here, that number of uh, started in the 80s, and now it's up to 130, 140, 150. Um, and so we're trying to build that to be able to accommodate that and the meeting space goes along with it. So okay, we need more space all the way around, and uh, the athletic training room is certainly part of that. So we're excited about that project and and keeping that uh, growing with the facility development. And uh, so yeah, that's that's a good challenge for us moving forward. But. Uh, Still got a little bit of fundraising left to do, but uh, real excited about that project happening in the near future.
0: Well, as we've talked about this before, uh, Lewis Field is awesome, and the atmosphere it has created with the tailgating and everything has been phenomenal. But it is an old structure, and it needs a lot of tender loving care. and And the first thing is is finding the space, but all of those things will be welcomed additions and welcomed upgrades to that facility.
1: Yeah, and the you know the Schmidt's and the Bickles have been right at the forefront of all the uh, recent improvements down there. You know, you look at the, everything from the video board uh, to the indoor training facility. Uh, to this edition now, and, you know, they've been right at the forefront of all that. So Lewis Field was behind. You know, when you look at our major facilities and you look at Gross Coliseum and how that's perceived nationally, uh, that's a fantastic facility. Lewis Field has always been in need of, of uh, some improvements, and so we're continuing down that road in this in this process.
0: Well, speaking of improvements, if folks have been on the bypass and paying attention, uh, the, the soccer field um, – Turf has been removed in the process of replacing that turf. Yeah. Uh, some dirt work being done at the softball stadium. Yeah. That will have new turf in uh, before the summer is done. So right. some exciting upgrades for them.
1: Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, we try to look at ten-year cycles on these turf projects, and so we've got three or four coming up. And uh, soccer was actually got beyond ten years. <laughs> Um, but it was, uh, <clears throat> I think it had gone through 11 seasons, and that's being replaced now. Um, softball has never had turf, so that's being installed for the first time down there. That was the only outdoor facility we had that, that wasn't um, with artificial turf on it, and so that will happen this summer. And then uh, moving forward, we'll have to, it's about time to start looking at football, um larks park and the indoor facility so those are all coming up in 23 we're a year away from those but you just run through that 10-year mm-hmm. cycle and approximately and look at them and 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 we've we've analyzed the indoor facility a little bit too and we that one may go a little bit past the 10 years it's in pretty dang good shape and uh, uh comparatively but i think the football field is going to need replaced uh, and then we got to figure out what to do with the track you know we're talking about covering that up and um in part of this whole process when we do replace the turf at lewis field then we'll do something aesthetically to address uh you know uh, a dilapidated track down there which is becoming an eyesore
0: yeah it it has but the with the new facility doesn't get used like it certainly used to and uh, softball that'll be you know for folks who've been out there in this spring especially with the just crazy wind to uh, take the dirt away and I'm sure coach uh, Pilkington's going to be excited not have to chalk it anymore but uh, that'll be that'll be just great for that facility and for that program
1: absolutely absolutely you know it's always a challenge getting water down there in the early season you know before the pipes are ready for that and uh, to keep it watered appropriately and actually from a safety standpoint Mm -hmm. it was really a good good move to get that turf so but not only that aesthetically it's going to be very nice and then that'll help in our recruiting process and you know they talked about the the drainage uh the under drainage and the base work underneath that and it'll go out towards big creek and this and that so they got to go out past the outfield i said whatever you do just make sure you don't remove any of those trees <laughs> i've watched <laughs> yes. those things grow and it's and take it's taken 20 years to get above the fence don't take them out <laughs> exactly yeah it really it is yeah. really is
0: a cozy little facility and that'll be a great yeah. great upgrade you mentioned larks park any talk of turfing the outfield as well I know yeah. that's, it's a it's a huge uh, expense to try to do that
1: it is a huge expense I mean I think um you know you're looking it was around 300 some thousand to do the infield alone with the base work and the uh, estimates I got on that were it would take uh, eight or nine hundred thousand to do the outfield as well so um yeah it'd be around a million dollar project to do that but does it come up absolutely you know I i it's just money um but uh um certainly something that uh, i think we need to keep looking at and talking about and having some discussions and seeing if that's something that uh between all the entities involved you know the city the fort hayes and and uh larks and the legion you know everybody that's utilizing that facility if we can put our heads together it's i don't think it's beyond uh the realm of possibility to look at getting that done at some point in time because i i think that would be a good addition down there
0: well, it is again another one of those facilities that uh, it's in a great location. It's a great atmosphere and venue, but it's an old, older facility, and, and then you actually there's with with so many entities involved, it makes it a little bit more challenging to try to get some of those things done. I'm sure it really
1: is. Uh, you know, you look at the grass and the problems out there, and you talk about making some upgrades to the outfield, and, and, and you think, when do you do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you need this. You know, you need to tear it up to do that, and then somebody's playing on it all the time, so it really becomes challenging to find a time. Uh, to do that and get something replanted down there, but uh, you know it's it's uh, it, it gets to where it looks okay in the summer after the Bermuda takes over. But there used to be a Kentucky bluegrass mm-hmm. down there, which is a really nice grass. But uh, old Bermuda got in there and he's gotten you know <laughs> how that works. He starts crawling and and taking out other parts of it. So part of it's dormant during the spring season with Fort Hayes playing, and that's that's not uh, the kind of look you want. You get a little bit of green and a little mm-hmm. bit of yellow and. And so, if we can come up with a good plan and get that, keep that overseeded with rye or whatever in the spring to keep it uh, looking decent, we'll, we'll figure out a plan for that. But, but uh, artificial turf—if we end up going that route—then uh, uh, you know we won't be, have to be throw any seed down for yeah. that.
0: Uh, you brought up an interesting point. The outfield—I mean, it, you, you kind of lose perspective a little bit, but. That's more than a football field. I mean, the, the square, square footage. footage with all, that's crazy. The square footage
1: is enormous out there, and yeah, that's it's a big deal to do. But you know, the the real major expense on these turf projects is the first time, and the second time it it, it comes down about half of that at least. And you know, because so much of the first time through is the base work, mm-hmm. and the, the under drainage and all that type of thing. So that that's a lot of the expense on a first time turf, and and then the replacement turf on the on the backside of that is not. Well, I'll just say it's a little more palatable.
0: Yeah, well, uh, it's still expensive. It's still expensive, but it's kind of become uh, the 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 trend. And with the uh, you know water issues, it you know makes makes a lot a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I guess the big thing coming up um, the the tiger auction, which will be here before we know. That's yeah. always a fun event in August, and that kind of will kick off uh, the next and upcoming sports season. Yeah,
1: it will. And, and we're looking forward to that. You know, each year that kind of does, like you said, kick everything off. And we're just starting the process now, getting things ready for that. And uh, again it's a cycle you know we just go back through go back around and this year I think we'll probably take uh, resources from item 40 to some of the projects we just discussed mm-hmm. probably the the athletic complex and potentially even some of that back to uh, the softball facility as well
0: all right well, uh, we're out of time, but we always appreciate the visit and uh, get the latest on Fort day State Athletics. It was a great year. Um, obviously, the basketball season went well, and, and football maybe not quite what we've been used to, but we know Coach Brown's going to get them going again. And uh, yeah. just looking forward to a, to a little recharge here this summer and crank it up because it's always a fun time.
1: That's right. We're looking forward to it, Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yep,
0: you bet. That's Curtis Ambike, Athletic Director at Fort day State University. Our update on Fort day State Athletics as we wrap 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 up this academic year.